Namaste and welcome to Detours with me Anuradha Goyal where I talk to some very interesting personalities about journeys of all kinds. Today I have with me one of the, my most favorite uh, travel writers uh, Juhi Sinha ji. She is a filmmaker, a documentary filmmaker and a writer who's written for various magazines, newspapers and authored some books which I absolutely loved. I first met Juhi ji through her book on uh, Bismillah Khan Sahib. Uh, while she had written a coffeeable book on him uh, she introduced me to the essence of the city of kashi of banaras uh, of the ghats and she mixed the aromas of the city with the musical notes of the city and she just recreated the city uh, for me i fell in love with her and then i read her another book on rajasthan uh, where she was making a film on the musicians of rajasthan and on the heritage hotels of rajasthan and i loved reading that also i had an opportunity to interview her for my books blog uh, but today she's going to uh, talk to us about one of her recent journeys uh, outside india and to the remotest part of the world uh, arctic circle juhi ji welcome to detours Thank you. So, Juhi ji, take us to Arctic Circle like no one else can take us to. Uh, you know, Anuradha, the whole plan for the Arctic thing came about because uh, high up on my bucket list was the idea that I might go to the Arctic Circle in winter and see the Northern Lights, mm-hmm. uh, known as the Aurora. borales yes that's the correct name they are known as polar lights they are known as uh, the northern lights and they uh, can be seen uh, both in the arctic circle and the antarctic circle mm-hmm. but the arctic circle tends to be more uh, accessible and i believe they are more readily seen there uh, they are actually something amazing and i'll describe that in a bit mm-hmm. the arctic circle Uh, sort of extends around the north pole they say about 66.5 uh, is the latitude from the equator mm-hmm. uh, includes many countries up in the north that means we travel through uh, scandinavian countries we travel through russia through mm-hmm. canada through parts of alaska and europe some parts of europe in that sense uh, those places are uh, more inhabited and therefore there is it is easier to get to a town the connectivity is better mm-hmm. so we made this sudden plan to go off it was february so not actually in the depths of winter but there was a good chance that we might see the northern lights mm-hmm. so that's how we decided we'd suddenly bought our tickets from delhi to stockholm first mm-hmm. and then from stockholm we took a flight to kiruna in norway in sweden i beg your pardon and in sweden it's about 300 miles inside of the arctic circle mm-hmm. and uh, you know in india we have mountains and lots of snow and we have some stunning places right. the uh, the ex- uh, exciting thing for us was the expanse of the snow because here we are in the latitude which has given it the snow and the the, the feel that you are you can see 
vast expanses of the snow and uh, it's something uh, really amazing it's even beyond the tree line in some places so although the, we saw a lot of firs the uh, birch and the pine not the pine so much but the birch and they had lost all of their leaves but they were stunning i think i sent you a photo of a birch yes. tree against a blue sky so nice. uh, that was a basic uh, what should i say our first camp was in kiruna in sweden which was way into the arctic circle okay and how does it look like feel like being surrounded by snow all around you know another one of the things about these countries and i i speak of scandinavian countries because we visited them i think two or three times mm-hmm. is that there is a smaller population vast expanses of uninhabited land mm-hmm. and that gives us the feeling of the vastness and the depth of the there's the sky there's the snow and you are sitting on a on a good road you know you, you don't have to go right into the wilderness mm-hmm. to get that you can travel up there and see it so we stopped in kiruna and you know there is no way you can just buy a ticket for the uh, northern lights you just have to take a chance right. you go there and uh, we uh, pretty much nearly every day set an alarm uh, from 11:30 onwards through the night and on mm-hmm. some days the we saw not the full glory and that is something i've only seen on tv and on youtube Mm-hmm. anybody who seen it is going to be enchanted because there are these rippling curtains of green and purple right. and yellow and pink and they just it's it happens i understand mm-hmm. you know when the i'll just tell you the exact term that how it happens is when the there are the solar uh, flares that right. touch the and uh, that's what causes it it's caused by solar particles colliding with gases in the earth's atmosphere and for many of the uh, you know the traditional tribes that lived there the eskimos and even the sami in the scandinavian uh, region they believed they were the souls of the animals dancing and uh, there was superstition but on the whole now the tourist traffic to see them is something really amazing the skiing in the and the uh, northern lights are something that pretty much everybody has on their bucket list these days yes yes i see a lot of uh, northern lights being advertised in tourism brochures uh, yeah. but i was not very sure how many people actually get to see it when once they are there because they have a very limited time period to spend there and like you said it is uh, it is your destiny whether you get to see it or not during that day absolutely it's like we tiger sighting in in indian jungles you know it's absolutely we you can travel all the way to some of the best places and not sight a tiger see everything else yes. which has happened us by the way but <laughs> at the northern lights we were there for 17 days and okay. we thought and we did see you know glimpses we saw a, a, a spray a sort of a smear of green or one day we saw a little bit of the white and gray and they tell us that the northern lights come in all shades and it's hard to actually be able to see i think those who live there have the best chance and i think the best months are december january when it really is the uh, the depth of winter there that is the time when you get to see the the better chances are there to see the northern lights mm-hmm. and um, from kiruna then we went even further north we went to a place called abisko mm-hmm. abisko 
Oh, is well known as a ski resort, and there were loads of people there, and we stayed up all nights for the two nights that we were there. Mm-hmm. But again, the faint smear of uh, green, a little hint of uh, grey and white, but mm-hmm. we never see the the whole uh, the spectacular display that the uh, Northern Lights can actually provide. Right. So people should go with a very realistic expectation that you may or may not see it. Yes. Ultimately, it's the luck of the draw in many ways. Yes. But there's so much else to see, Anuradha. It's yeah. Not so all... please tell us about what else can we see. See, when we went there, we our main focus was the Northern Lights. But then, when you travel through, we were able to hire a car, and we traveled. and the travelers in my family are three that's me and my daughter and my grandson at 6 foot 2 he's the brawn who carries stuff and uh, he's the navigator in the car and my daughter is the planner and very often now the person who drives and i am the voice of experience that sits there in <laughs> to go right i've done so many trips for my uh, shooting and other reasons i have taken 40 people on trips so i i am a little more what should i say non flapped right uh, the the thing is that when you travel through the countryside you get a feel of the kind of lifestyle they have right. for example the place where we stayed mm-hmm. uh, the the it was a camp in kiruna mm-hmm. and ripper camp a camp and there they would put up instead of a weather forecast an aurora forecast what are the chances mm-hmm. they would 65 or there would be sometimes they would put in even a 75 and we'd sit up hopefully waiting uh, ah. through the night <laughs> but you know again it's it's like the forecast that says it's going to rain and it never does so is so, it by the weather um, uh, department uh, or is it by the indigenous people there no 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 it's by the, it's very uh, it's the weather department the thing about these countries is that while there's sparse population compared to india anyway and uh, but there it's civilized in the sense that there some modern facilities are there so the roads are good everywhere right and then of course there are the people who put up all these things they know that tourism is a big thing there in summer yes. and in yes. so they put up the other things that that we noticed when we traveled you know brightly colored painted houses i guess right. it's needed to stand out in the snow so right. there's the red the black and the mustard a great favorite for some reason and outside those houses like we put out fishing a uh, uh, clothes line they put out these lines where they put, you know hang their gutted fish the lobster the crab whatever they have caught yes. it's like an open freezer because there are no there's nobody going to take it away and it's freezing outside right. houses are warm so that's something else that i thought was something very unusual it's just like an open freezer uh, to freeze your food and then of course there are they i found that people had painted trolls you know on their, uh, some of the houses so one of them had a, a broomstick with a uh, witch sitting on it so it has a history of legends of folk tales and uh, and the people there the sami tribe is very limited now you have to go way further up i think into the uh, less uh, inhabited areas and but they they are there they were still i think more for show and for tourism now near kiruna they buy the reindeer made uh, coats and shoes mm-hmm. so that was something else that i thought uh, we did go to them we were able to feed lichen to the reindeer in a camp and mm-hmm. uh, they are very tame and they are the they are 
the lifestyle very important to the lifestyle of all the people who are there in the especially in the uh, the northern part where the tribes people live you know so for tribes uh, the animals are their wealth yeah absolutely absolutely you know and, uh, around the world it's uh, i mean around, in india also we call them pashudhan uh, you know yeah. it's like your wealth and the other thing that i thought was interesting is the scandinavian concept i'm going to pronounce it wrong but i'll try anyway called friluftsliv f r l u f t s l i v they say it in one smooth flow friluftsliv mm-hmm. it's a way to keep happy during winter now mm-hmm. for many of us it would mean curling up inside the house with a book mm-hmm. but for them it means wearing the right clothes and just going out and they do a lot of that they do the trekking even in winter they'll mm. go skiing they'll go walking and uh, their whole concept of course which i once heard somebody tell me in alaska is that there is no bad weather there is only bad clothing so mm. i guess that explains the concept of how they keep going out and uh, they keep healthy and uh, i think that's a marvelous way our climate is a great uh, deterrent for so many things but they have made peace with it and have learned to enjoy it i think that's it also was a very good lesson in saying that uh, you know no matter what the conditions you must keep doing what you're supposed to do yeah they they say that we come from a tribe of hunter gatherers and for us it is natural to be outside rather than sit inside you know four walls in a, uh, in a house they prefer to be out and just go out and do whatever they want they can mm-hmm. go in group yeah. they go out with their ski stick and uh, walking stick maybe with a dog they mm-hmm. just go out be out in the open so they don't let the weather and it can get very cold uh, one of the uh, crazy things that we managed to do mm-hmm. and of course we did it in the middle of the night trying to see the aurora again was we booked a tour with one of these groups that takes you on a sled hmm. uh, right through the forest at uh, nearly midnight hmm. so but um, is midnight really midnight there totally in february it was absolutely dark the day begins to close in at around 3 i think 3 o'clock in the afternoon okay and the sun comes out around 10 10:30 yeah okay so the result is that in the middle of the night you see why they take you out into the forest is because they think that the street lights Mm-hmm. of any city can take away from the spectacle of the aurora so which oh. is why they they you know generally the glow from the large cities even though kiruna was not such a large city can affect your lighting mm. so we went in the middle of the night and there were four other couples and i was a little taken aback to find two couples from bihar mm. and they were in the snowmobile and we were three so there was somebody driving the snowmobile and we were in a in a sled wooden sled at the back hmm. it was bumpy and in two or three places our uh, you know sled got stuck in the snow because it was still winter and it even began to snow mm-hmm. we were out in the open so i have to say that the northern lights didn't oblige hmm. but we stopped at the hut hmm. where there was a fire lit and there we were treated to hot uh, loganberry juice mm-hmm. and uh, and a dinner for vegetarians which was risotto mm-hmm. and uh, for the non vegetarians there was a stew of reindeer meat and potatoes 
and there was another dessert of a cake with cloudberry uh, jam and mm-hmm. some cream so th- they have a lot of the berries that they grow there and right. uh, so we went through that and we were chilled to the bone but mm-hmm. afterwards i must say that when we think of how bright the stars were because the sky was inky black and the yep. stars were just glorious so no lights but spectacular uh, slightly crazy ride anyway yeah <laughs> the closest i have seen to this is uh, in chandratal in uh, himachal uh, where uh, i was we were staying in a camp next to the chandratal and when i stepped out at night uh, to go to the washroom uh, i was like it's like taro ki barat you know there was like and it was like i can jump and catch them they they seemed so close yes no doubt uh, there is uh this there's no pollution to speak of yes, and the it's yes. clear the, and in the scandinavian countries particularly it's just bright because yes. there is no it doesn't rain so much it snows which is clean yes and, and there is uh, no artificial light around no none very little in fact uh, if you, the moment you go away about 10 kilometers out of say kiruna there is there are no uh, disturbing distracting lights of the city that might be there so uh, another thing that i noticed was and i must tell you at the entrance of our uh, little airbnb accommodation the uh, many of the houses there also had a warming cupboard at the entrance of the house mm. so when you came all damp and with your boots and your coats overcoats you just put them inside that warming cupboard and soon they would dry out and we could <laughs> use them <laughs> i noticed because these were slightly different things that yes. we we don't get to in the small things you can only know when you travel and when you see this right uh, i also wanted to know that you know all tribals have these uh, ritual paintings on their houses or in their you know uh, crossroads uh, they have these uh, poles or you know some association with mythical animals did you discover any of that no actually the sami tribe that we got to see they were like uh, inside a you know um, sort of pretend wigwam that's what ah, the right okay. word is. so which is which is more <laughs> like a tourism setup correct jaise hum we want to show you know rajasthani village so we'll do it like that yeah. it's there it gives you a glimpse mm-hmm. you meet the uh, sami tribesmen mm-hmm. you meet the uh, the reindeer that are tame as can be yes. and uh, interesting to see them being transported because there are two people in a snowmobile and they are the reindeer just run along with you mm-hmm. and uh, they can take them from one place to another these are the towns people from the mm-hmm. there is uh, okay. also i i found that the it is these uh, modern houses that mm-hmm. had all these symbols you know of the trolls one set in the garden one painted on the house so it is some had a whole family of trolls a father and a mother and two to children so these are things that people still like to believe in mm. uh, it may not be the most uh, modern way of thinking but they keep their traditions do they not alive. sell them as souvenirs they must be they must be i can't recall now whether we bought any because there were little souvenir shops but i can't remember okay and so we just buy now the fridge magnets because there's really nothing right Uh, right so that brings me to another question you know uh, 
the vegetarian food i'm a vegetarian and i usually have a problem in these kind of places in finding good vegetarian food so how easily is it available there the thing is uh, anuradha i have to say that you know all of these countries there's a lot of meat that is eaten yeah. and for and for indians who do eat meat it can get too much but i discovered that even if you sort of stayed off the traditional swedish meatballs Mm-hmm. and the reindeer and elk moose steaks and everything else uh, you do get enough for us i am by preference uh, a vegetarian and then there was a lot of there's different kinds of bread there's the rye bread which is the most uh, famous which is healthy which most swedes and norwegians eat mm-hmm. and then there is a lot of yogurt there's mm-hmm. cheese there's mm-hmm. fruit there's local berries and uh, brown bread potatoes root vegetables this is what they grow and they make it into a number of dishes you know like the potatoes with cheese and with cream it's a rich dish but the uh, the skiers who come you know youngsters mm-hmm. or hungry after their work it fills them up and gives them the energy to keep up with the cold which is often very severe yes. so the food i don't think you'd have a problem i would strongly urge you to go and try and see I have a I have a very strange relationship with cheese in these kind of weathers. Uh, uh, it's good yeah. because you need that energy in that weather. Uh, so for yeah. first few days I digest it, but after a while it becomes too much for the system because it's just not used to that that um, quantity of cheese. Yeah, no, they also have I think uh, light yogurt which you do yes. not have to, uh, which you can digest easily. Probiotics now are available everywhere. so i don't think that is such a such a problem now and besides if we if we i be stay in an airbnb mm-hmm. there are two packets that you can get mm-hmm. you have the soups and the pastas also now pretty much available mm-hmm. anywhere in the world it's like our maggi noodles you go right. to gangotri and it's there so it's it's something like that so food won't be an issue okay. if ever you decide to uh, and i hope you do go to the arctic to see the northern lights one so. other place i just must mention uh, which where we traveled from out of sweden to norway to the lofoten islands now they are the extreme edge of norway in the north mm-hmm. and uh, that's where the, all the fjord country begins mm-hmm. and uh, we drove from uh, narvik also in uh, norway and uh, they are some stunning places because these inlets have uh, very attractive places where you can stay and the places are all warm and comfortable two bedrooms and a kitchenette and everything else for you and then they are right on the inlet there are fishing trawlers you can see and brightly painted houses along the the uh, edges of the inlet so i we found that also pretty fascinating the drive right up to their ice you know lakes that have frozen solid and turned into shades of green or blue mm-hmm. so i do believe that being a little mobile you know if you can drive perhaps it it gives you a greater insight into the uh, the country that you visit we have discovered it late but we find that it really gives us a lot of Uh, a real glimpse into the kind of lifestyle that people might have and the the way the countryside is right uh, you also mentioned to me something like carts on the skis uh, you saw you know what happens even when in kiruna when we were there 
uh, we went out to look for some the local you know superstore or co- cooperative store mm-hmm. and the road is becomes a kind of slush when the mm-hmm. uh, cars travel over it not many but still so then it melts a little and then sets on immediately into a kind of a solid ice thin ice so walking on that is really treacherous so on the both the sides the snow is still fresh so if mm-hmm. you walk in that it uh, it that you don't slip so much so my motto became walk in the crunch the snow you made this crunching sound so you yes. walked in that and you don't slip so much and the locals carry you know like a, a ski stick and also two ski sticks in between they'd have their shopping basket and mm-hmm. old people elderly mm-hmm. and there are a lot more there i think doing their own work, work shopping everything they use these and it keeps them from falling and hurting themselves so these are some of the interesting things that one noticed that we would not naturally see anywhere in india Uh, yeah so every location uh, has some of these uh, nuances that people developed which i would call jugad uh, which people develop uh, to make their life simpler uh, uh, as per the environment so just like we have our chakras in upi yeah yeah you know they are, um, so they are all jugads to make your life easier with whatever is available yes and skiing is something we saw small children five or six you know in brightly colored coats and i think it's practical because among the snow drifts they are easily spotted so schools would bring out 15 children all in the brightly colored coats and caps and with their ski sticks so it's a way of life for them it's soon after you learn to walk mm-hmm. you learn to ski and uh, on the whole i think our trip gave us a, a glimpse into the li- lifestyle of the people where temperatures can really fall and um, i think like so many trips you know everything has a low point and a high point mm-hmm. we also have you know mm-hmm. and uh, we but i have believe that in the balance mm-hmm. the high points have always been worth it which is why we plan to go somewhere else another, so, in another year so juhi ji what are the some things that people should keep in mind when they plan to go to these kind of places which are remote which are uh sparsely populated uh, although it is quite a touristy place uh, so what are the things that we should keep in mind i think uh, the first thing is adequate clothing layering is the key word here because you take many layers and now there are excellent ones available here yes. in fact one when we went out on that uh, the trip in the middle of the night and uh, we had worn all our clothings but they made us wear another set of clothing you know to stand up to the cold and the thing is that they are also tall all scandinavians and yes. we are i am all of one so anyway they, they i could hardly wear their clothing but important thing is layering three pairs of socks comfortable if possible lined fur lined shoes mm-hmm. uh, then of course the the upper layering various layers that if you get hot you can remove otherwise you wear them uh, gloves of course caps mufflers to keep mm-hmm. out the cold that's those are the important things the other thing is for anybody who takes medication like for bp or something it's impossible to buy there and it's best to take any small like always a first aid yes. kit with you yes. when you travel yes. and uh, a diary to write down whatever you have seen yes. which is some 
really amazing i think i guess we just really... cameras work as our diaries where we keep clicking whatever <laughs> yes. we see correct and we come back you know if you have a diary then any time when you have a little maybe 15 minutes you can go back and especially if you're not feeling so bright and you're lay, uh, down for some reason then yes. it's good to go back and uh, there's always the special memories of a you know a welcoming smile and a and a warm room that you enter after your days adventuring and yes. uh, and thing that i must also mention that people must be very aware of the gps and everything because this is these countries you can't stop and hail a friendly villager are bhai if bhai jana hai ki dahine right but so you, there's nobody you can keep looking the petrol pumps and everything's are all automated in winter there wasn't a soul we got stuck then somebody guided us to the next petrol pump where the owner was sitting a little distance away so these are a few things that i i believe that might be useful so technically uh, equip yourself to be in a in a in a technology enabled environment everywhere everywhere if you want to buy tickets for something it's all on the phone that's fine it's happening everywhere right. it's not new. but yes to be able to um, you know maneuver those things in an in a country where language is not always easy uh, yeah, in the north what i wanted to ask you is language a barrier it is a bit it is a bit in the in the camps where we stay the language is not a barrier but when you travel to remote distances like say, uh, like for in lofoten the village where we stayed was henningsware now for some reason these villages don't have street numbers or names so you just kept asking and they were friendly but they didn't speak they, we had to show them the map and the place and say this is where we were but that's because we go to these specially remote places you know right. all big ones ultimately tend to look a little alike so unless you travel a little further out you don't get to get the feel of the country that you have made such an effort to get to yes and i think i'll just add one uh, quote from benjamin disraeli which he says like all great travelers i have seen more than i can remember and i remember more than i have seen so i think somewhere our that, memories are that is so gets, beautiful that is so beautiful it is the things that you've seen they come back to you yes a helpful gesture and i think even when we have our low point cynics tell us that the best part of a travel thing is the planning and uh, then of course posting it on facebook now but i don't agree with that i think however some points have been difficult for us i always keep a, a small window for absolutely unstructured unplanned stuff uh, because that's where the magic happens the absolutely right absolutely right and you get a uh, you know you come back with a memory i remember once in bergen in also in norway another time in winter we were walking we didn't know where to find our accommodation and there was this elderly lady carrying a, a basket shopping basket it was drizzling she said i'll guide you and she walked with us for about half of her long out of her way mm. to guide us to our accommodation these things stay with you more than perhaps and it is else. universal you know this good human behavior is universal yes absolutely and people take that back our tourism does well i believe in india because we do have the atithi deva bhava and yes. we are very nice by and large yes. to our visitors and similarly i found wherever we went people were friendly 
helpful. I'm surprised, I think, to see Indians so far out into the Arctic Circle. I think they were a little surprised. <laughs> okay. Although I think we are found everywhere now. <laughs> I think, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm telling you, the two Bihari couples in the snowmobile ahead of us in the midnight trip, and uh, they were given a 10-minute you know, guide on how to do the uh, snowmobile. So the couple in front of us was driving ahead very fast and very confident. And then suddenly it seems there was, we saw them jump out of their snowmobile on both sides, the wife and the husband. It seems that they had driven with the handbrake on. So the snowmobile caught fire and they quickly jumped out and we waited. Thankfully it didn't blow up. But it was, you know, just to say because uh, we are everywhere, but we also need to be very careful and keep in mind that we are Indians traveling to a foreign country yes. and we carry a little bit of our country's reputation with us. Absolutely, I, absolutely. We uh, carry, yeah, it, we carry. It, it, all in all, I was amazed. And there, we, there was the ICE hotel, which I must tell you, the Bihari family stayed there, two couples. Mm -hmm. And I, I looked at data. I think I've sent you a picture of the ICE hotel. Yes. But personally, I'd rather go back to my warm room and uh, have a hot soup and a sandwich of flour bread, mm -hmm. of which there is an amazing variety in Scandinavia. So you'll never want for good vegetarian food. I must tell you that jams and berries and uh, stews. And, Do you want to uh, tell so us a little about ice hotels? The ice hotels, I didn't go inside. Uh, I must tell you, I okay. took the photograph. But I believe they have a bed made out of ice, mm -hmm. a block of ice. And then on that, they put a lot of warm, uh, you know, rugs and uh, mm -hmm. sleeping bags so that you remain at a zero uh, degrees kind of a freezing point thing. So the ice doesn't melt, but you remain, it's more for the experience, I would imagine, yes. rather than the comfort. Right. Uh, nobody wants to drink a hot dr a drink out of an ice glass, frankly. Absolutely. But I believe people go there for the experience and it's that an is experience. fine. It's an experience. It's an experience. So many things. Right just add up to give you an, an experience which is wonderful i think great great juhiji thank you for taking us around arctic and sharing little tidbits of the cultural nuances the lifestyle there the people there and your own experiences uh, i hope you get to travel again soon so that you can come back with another story to share with us thank you so much i look forward to rather and do make the trip all the very best to your terms. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you for joining us on Detours. You can also join us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is Indie Tales. I-N-D-I-T-A-L-E-S. See you soon.